Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Continental O-E-T-S. You can find weird things in your car, not just petrified French fries or melted crayons. Live snakes. Weird, bizarre trinkets. Stuff that makes you wonder, what the hell are folks thinking when they're driving? Anyway, you can also find Continental Belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE in millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, BMW, VW, and GM vehicles. Continental is launching a new aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series. Fanatically engineered for a perfect fit. Form and function for over 98% of vehicles on the road in the U.S. and in Canada. Continental. OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt. The belt with the OE pedigree. Get the full story at OETechnologySeries.com. That's OETechnologySeries.com. Hey, everyone. It's Adam Carolla, and welcome to another episode of Going Racing. The show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, and biggest celebrities in the automotive world. And now here's a conversation I had with Matt about preparing for a trip to Monterey for the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion. I'm Adam Kroll. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. Over there. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm uh, getting excited for Monterey. Actually, I'm going to go to Detroit first with Goldberg for Roadkill Nights. We're going to do a live show there and drag race some Challenger 1320s and then Monterey. We're getting prepped for Monterey, so we have a lot of Monterey catching up to do. Um, Also, you went and looked at the new Corvette, the mid-engine Corvette, yes. which I'm very interested in. Big I think, presentation. I think thousand people. People will be interested to hear about the first major architectural configurational change uh, to the Corvette since its inception in 1953 yeah. or something like that, 54, 52. First, J.B. Weld for bigger, small projects. You need J.B. Weld. J.B. Weld does epoxy. They do... Um, they do super glue. They do resin glue. They do everything now, and you can get it at jbweld.com and Home Depot and Amazon and everywhere you buy adhesives. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Corvette C8, this is this is a big deal. Uh, you know, we got into some of the details earlier this week as well, but this is what we can tell you. It's... Um, uh, I think it looks good. I think it looks better in person than I thought. All of the spy photos or, the, you know, the photos with the camouflage car, I thought the proportions looked a little weird with the camouflage on it. But when you see it in person, it looks good. I know a lot of people are saying looks like an NSX and has some Ferrari to it. But on some level, I don't know. It's like a lot of mid-engine sports cars kind of were looking the same. You know, you kind of need a short hood, slant nose, and but they try to make it look like a Corvette. So they, if you look at this thing s- straight on at the nose, it definitely has some Corvette look to it, and uh, and the tail's got a little bit of Corvette, a little bit of Camaro to it. Um, 
but it's what's interesting is it's bigger than an NSX. It's bigger than a Cayman. So it's a little bit bigger than you would think it would be. Well, everything's bigger than a Cayman. Yeah, because that seems pretty small. But uh, yeah, it's it. Look, everything is going to look like an Audi R8. I I sort of announced before we saw this car that. It's just going to kind of look like an R8 because that's just kind of what modern architecture looks like yeah. with the mid-engine and a wind tunnel test and and all of that. You look, if if you don't care what the top speed of a car is and you don't want bragging rights for over 200 miles an hour or whatever, mm-hmm. then, then you can make it look like whatever you want. But if you want to get, you know... I'm no aerodynamicist, but once you pass 175, you better start planning the wind tunnel. Yeah. And once you plan the wind tunnel, you go, okay, what are the rules? Well, four wheels, driver, mid-engine, 181 inches along or 200 inches along or whatever it is. You're going to end up with the same shape. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) It kind of does. And and now... So many sports cars, even Mustangs and stuff, they're all they're all tested in the wind tunnel. Whether they whether they actually go to the wind tunnel or not, we have the computer software to simulate it. Right. And most street cars, every Altima and Camry out there has a little bit of lift built into it. So at highway speeds, it's a little less friction, a little bit better miles per gallon. Mm-hmm. But all of these sports cars have some downforce put into them, and and that starts to play a big factor. The guys at Chevrolet. During their presentation, basically were saying, uh, look, for where they want to go with the performance of this car, the mid-engine, the way it's balanced, the way uh, it, it works is was the evolution of this car for sure. It's the Fosbury flop. Do you know <laughs> what the a, Fosbury a, flop is? No. Is that a cereal? <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Fosbury flops. <laughs> uh, Max Pat, a Fosbury flop. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Interesting. So, for many years, in Olympic competition, when they were doing the high jump, you Mm -hmm. know, they put the stick across the bar and they were doing, you know, six foot six or whatever it is. It's pretty impressive. The way the guys would do the jump to clear the bar is they would run at it and they would dive over it and kind of arc themselves forward, chest. Head first. Head first, chest going over the bar. Yeah. Fosbury, was it Phil Fosbury? I don't know what his name was. Dick Fosbury. Dick Fosbury would would run up to it and go backside. Yeah. And he invented a new technique where every, they allowed that. Jeez. Any way you can get over the bar. Now everyone's, of course, like their first hit, their first technique was like, I got to jump over this bar. So they started, they went, yeah. He ran up to it forward, ran parallel, then turned backwards and arched backwards. Now that's the way you guys know it, but that's yeah. not how they did it before him. So how he, could you possibly know that? Because I fucking know everything, <laughs> but it's more like no one else knows anything. That's more, more of what it's like. It's not that I know everything. It's that there's something wrong with everyone else. But that's the way they used to do it. And he invented the Fosbury flop. Now, the Fosbury flop enabled them to now set new records. Like, you mm-hmm. could only go so high the other with the weird technique. Yeah. His technique, now guys are jumping 
a foot and a half over their head. Like, I don't know what the record is, 8-1 or 7-11 or, or something. But, I mean, these and guys are when going. When did Fosbury do this? Probably 72, 68, 72 or yeah. whatever. That 68. There okay. you go. <laughs> so the point is this. Um, now the high jump record is, I don't know what. Uh, 2.45 meters, which is eight, almost eight and a half feet. Eight and a half feet. So yeah. now. It's good unless you're seven foot nine. <laughs> this technique enabled them to do that. Yeah. Now the Corvette. Yeah. Or any sports car with the engine in front. You could be a good high jumper, but you'll never get over it unless you move the engine to the middle of the car. You yeah. will never achieve what you could yeah. possibly achieve. I, That's I, the Fosbury flop. <laughs> could be front mid or rear mid. In this case, they want rear mid. But maybe rear mid is going to be a little bit more of an advantage. I also say. don't know what front mid is even – for first off, every car that's a front-engine car, once they put it in race trim, will go to mid, yeah. front I mid. I would imagine but, something like a Ferrari, like TDF, and even the Aston Martin Alger, and probably a little bit more front-mid. Yeah, oh, those, I'm sure those Aston Martins are way back behind they're, the front Yeah, they've got to be axle. like halfway under the dash, beyond the firewall. But I'm trying to think, can they be – and I know they're fast, and I know they compete at Le Mans, stuff like that. Can they compete with the Ford GT? I, I don't – I just don't know. Or, will, I just don't know. Well, I'll put Wasn't it to you this Scott way. Scott Dixon saying there's not going to be any more front-engine Will they be able to? Will they be able to compete? Could a formally constructed Corvette front-engine front, front engine, mm-hmm. – we won't say front-mid, we'll just say front-engine – or an Aston Martin, DB, whatever, front-engine – Five years from now, could it compete with the mid-engine anything? Right. Could some over-the-top Pratt & Miller Corvette really go out there and do it? I just don't I know. don't think so. So the answer yeah. is, if you want to look down the road, you've got yeah. to go to the mid. You've got to go to the mid, and Chevy's on board with this. Um, car looks good. The car looks good. I, I think it Interior looks good. Interior looks good. To me it does. There's, you know, some people are are talking about all the switches down the center console. There's a bunch of switches, but it's all like for the AC and the seats and all that stuff. But everything else other than the volume control, which is a real button, everything else is on the touch screen. The the driver and the passenger are very much separated like like cockpits in a fighter jet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um that's a and, cool uh, look. And it's a cool look. And uh, I guess they're all Targa. Uh, they're sticking with that. Um, and uh, there's a couple things that. A removable, like roof panel that goes in the mid trunk or back trunk. It, it thing does go, room. yeah. So there's a front trunk mm-hmm. and then there's a rear. And the rear, probably why the vehicle is a little bit larger than, say, the NSX and stuff, mm-hmm. is they put a pretty big, deep bucket down there and you could fit two sets of golf clubs i think that's four floor jacks in, mm-hmm. in real man's terms but right. uh but uh two sets of golf clubs in there and you could put the the top in there as well that was part of the strategy of why to make it so deep and give it some room you can put the top in there um so this is what we know it's it's about 3600 pounds street weight meaning wet right mm-hmm. you know um, I think it's 3350 or 3360 dry weight, but by the time you oil it up, it's about 3,600 pounds. Mm-hmm. It is, it's got an interesting cockpit design. Instead of like the carbon fiber monocoque, uh, 
they went with an aluminum frame, but the aluminum frame has a center backbone down the middle of the car. And they did that to make it easier to get in and out of the car. The carbon fiber monocoques oh, have see. a big sill plate you got to right. step over, right? So this is a little more practical to get into. Now, they're sticking with uh, a cam and block pushrod motor. It's a, it's completely new. I think they're calling it the LT1. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is 495 horsepower. Mm-hmm. And the car is going to launch in a base model and then a Z51 package. The Z50, the base model, by the way, is like all season tires mm-hmm. because they're they're going after the masses with this car as much as there are the masses for a Corvette audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Z51 package adds, I think, some better brakes and some aero stuff and a few other uh, features, including the high performance tires. The high performance tires. Uh, obviously make this thing much grippier. Zero to 60 in under three seconds is what they claim with a Z51 package. What stuff with this engine? Is there stuff on the shelf to bolt on? Is there stuff that uh, superchargers that Edelbrock makes that'll readily fit? Or is there clearance issues? There's probably going to be some packaging issues. And there's probably going to be – probably bolt patterns and stuff like that are probably the same. They might have to come up with new kits. But the idea of supercharging these cars and supercharging the direct injection mm-hmm. uh, versions of of, the, of these motors has already been happening with mm-hmm. like the Ken Lingenfelters and the Hennessys and Edelbrocks of the world. Um, so I would imagine you're going to see – uh, you know, Lingenfelder is going to get his hands on it in, in no time and start working on it. Keep in mind that the Corvette is such a highly modified vehicle. There has to be a little bit of 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 wiggle room f- from the manufacturer going, well, what if people want to do exhaust and put more tire on it and, and slap a supercharger or something on it? Someone's going to always do it. Right. right. Like the car is a little too new to be at SEMA this year. But how many of these things are we going to see at SEMA next year? Yeah. You know, like well, this year is going to be. Jeep, uh, Jeep pickup trucks oh. and, and Toyota Supras, right? Oh. New Supras. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, uh, look. I'm glad that uh, Corvette is still around, still strong. Join the modern car era is is doing what their mission statement is, which is doing what the Europeans do with a little less style. But about the same performance and, you know, half or or two-thirds of the price. Yeah. And that's their thing with, finally, an interior that you could put up with. Like, yeah. in the past, it was this, oh, this thing, it'll lap the Nürburgring the same speed as the Ferrari 599. It's like, yeah, but I don't want all this shit. The interior, I'm yeah. a rich guy. I don't want that interior. You know, well, now uh, this stuff's looking better. Corvette's doing it with a splash of muscle car DNA as well, right? Having that mm-hmm. engine back there, uh, that pushrod engine, it, it could be the most advanced version of the pushrod engine. But it also, look, $60,000 base price, under 60000 what they told us for the base price. Obviously, that gets you standard seats and the base stereo and all-season tires. But what do you – I mean, if you threw all that stuff on in the Z51 package, I don't know, where are you, 80, 85 grand? Can you get a car that does 
zero to 60 in under three seconds. And you're right, laps the Nürburgring like a bat out of hell and has a great supercar look for 85 grand. It's going to be tough. No. All right. I'll give you some. Uh, we'll start talking about uh, prep for Monterey. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, Blue Chew. Show of hands and other parts. Who likes sex? Well, there you go. BlueChew.com. Performance enhancement for the bedroom. First chewables with the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, and it's cheaper, too. So it's got the stuff that works, and it's cheaper, and it works faster. Two times faster, fool, than taking the pills. And you can take it on a full stomach or an empty stomach. Online physician consult is free. Just a few minutes to connect with a BlueChew.com affiliated physician. If you qualify, get prescribed online quickly. And uh, no awkward in-person doctor visit or pharmacy lines. No waiting in those lines. Ship directly to your door in discreet packaging made in the USA. Chew it and do it. That's what we say. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first order for free with promo code RACING. Just pay 5 bucks shipping. That's B-L-U-E. Chew. BlueChew.com. Promo code RACING. Oh, one one last feature that mm-hmm. I love that I wanted to point out, because I didn't get a chance to mention this on the show earlier this week with Goldberg, is... All of these cars are so low, especially the current C, uh, the current C7 Corvette. Very, very low. Mm-hmm. This car has, I guess it's optional, has a front axle lift like on the McLaren and the 4GT. That's cool, but it has a memory function. If you roll it up to your house or work or the shop or whatever, you hit the memory function and it uses GPS. Mm. And it says, hey, you're getting near the shop. Maybe we should lift the nose all by ourselves, and it has a thousand locations in memory. Wow. You just program everything once. You're going to your Ralph store. You're going to whatever. You're going to your cars and coffee, the car wash, whatever. You hit it once, and whenever you even get near it, it starts raising that front axle. That is genius. It always drives me (laughs) nuts. I was telling Matt in one of my (laughs) here's what drives me nuts conversations when they – and maybe – Max Pat, I can't remember if it's RM or Gooding, but they'll have a they'll have a Ferrari or they'll have a McLaren, and they'll be pulling it down by the sand to take a picture in front of the lighthouse. And you know they had it raised up to get yeah. through the parking lot, get over the speed bumps yeah. and stuff. And then they park it and they take a picture and the front end is up high. Yeah, they didn't put it down. And they didn't put it down <laughs> for the goddamn photo shoot and it looks dumb. It looks dumb. <laughs> There's a white Ferrari that's like a one-off. It's a modern Ferrari. And I think there's a McLaren. It's the same thing. They, they, obviously the nose is lifted to get it into place because they'll pull it out onto the grass, yeah. out onto the, out onto the golf course or out onto the sand dune. Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't mean in the sand, but I mean like in the area that's picturesque. Right. And then the guy will get out of the car and they'll set up the camera. They don't yeah, drop it. They don't back drop down. it. Look, any car that goes like to gets displayed at the quail. Right, like, like you know, we brought cars there. The roadster, the roadster front air dam just cuts the lawn out there. If you don't take that thing off, you can barely drag it through. Right now, I'll you do know? what everyone does to me. 
Oh, no, that car doesn't have the automatic front <laughs> <Yes>. rest. <laughs> right? Right. You didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I wish I wanted to yell over the yeah. fucking course it does. It's a 1969 Roadster. That's not the point. And I built the car. <laughs> yes, I know. Why do people work that way? They don't listen, I don't think. Speaking I got of, quail on the mind. I'm I got hungry. quail. Oh, man. Max, I'm going to stop eating now so I can Max, get there. Max Pat is ready for some... Uh, some caviar. Oh yeah, I am. Uh, I'm getting ready. We're getting prepped. I uh, this funny thing. I went by to <laughs> Sean and I have an interesting relationship over at the other <laughs> shop. I uh, I so I went by. So I came here. I came home from uh, Portland on Sunday. I got here on Sunday, and I was like, I'm taking the nine thirty five out. Yeah, because. There's only one day you can turn a couple hot laps around the block in this neighborhood, and that's Sunday. It's too much traffic and too much cops and too much everything on. But Sunday, it's pretty well cleared out. So I knew I was landing Sunday. I think we landed about noon, and I just told Sean, uh, meet me at the shop at 1230, and I'm going to take that 935 out. And um, I wanted to see how it tracked essentially what it felt yeah, like after we all had that a, work we did on it we had a really bad experience of taking it for ren sport and having to redo everything and make new i don't know control arms or whatever arms and then put it back and then it was all messed up and this time sean put a thousand lasers and a thousand strings on it and plumb mm-hmm. bobs and literally relocated plates yeah. mounting plates Built and a things frame like that table to make sure it's Built straight a frame yeah. table all <laughs> all uh and I think we have the center of the driver's side hubs front and back and the center of the passenger side hubs front and back. I think they're within. It's, it's everything is squared off. Dead nuts it's basically on. just okay. dead nuts on. But I was scared that I was going to get it to the track and start heading out to track and start pulling one way or, yeah, or yeah. wanting to go one way or the other. Or I was going to go straight and the steering wheel would be turned at six o'clock right. or whatever. So I said, uh, well, we could do like a willow test session, but that's expensive. So let's just take it out. So um, I just t- told Sean to take it out. So I we fired it up on Sunday. He said, do you want to put the hood back on? I was like, nah, we don't need the hood. <laughs> I'm just going to see how it feels. Yeah. So I took it down the street. Of course, inevitably, when I was pulling back in the driveway – there was a shirtless dude standing and talking to Sean as I was trying to make it up the driveway. There's always one weird dude yeah. who has to come strike up a conversation, like right when you're trying to pull back in. Yeah, or yeah. Sean's like trying to guide me in on the planks, you know, and weird shirtless guy is talking to him. Yeah. It doesn't see the car, doesn't care that the car the is conver- there. You can no. see that Sean's trying no, to no, the conversation, flag in like no, a landing here's a jet. A, conversation <laughs> goes like this. I had a Nova in high school. <laughs> Uh, straight no slant six but i put a four barrel uh, holly adapter on yeah yeah okay i'm trying to get the car (laughs) in here i guarantee there's some hot high school nova talk i put uh center line oh well we had center lines on the rear (laughs) couldn't afford them on (laughs) the front (laughs) so i guarantee there's that so anyway i went and drove it I just went up and down the street. I did about five block laps. I, I let go of the steering wheel and just see how it tracked. I turned a little right, turned a little left to see if it would keep pulling that direction. Yeah. Uh, I made some right-hand turns. I made some left-hand turns. I, I braked and kind of let go of the steering wheel a little to see if it would pull a little. 
It tracked really nice. It felt really good. Uh, Sean says he's going to put it up, take the rims off, torque everything, safety wire everything, and I'll yeah, probably yeah. just go for one more Sunday little lap before yeah, and, we do it. And he was saying during the testing day, it'd be good to like get your feedback again. You know, after like a Thursday morning at, yeah. at Laguna Seca, and yeah, be yeah. a little bit of dialogue. I don't know that much, but okay. <laughs> um, then uh, it's funny. I had a funny thing with Sean. So you know, he's too good. And he doesn't like it when I get in the way of his proud craftsmanship. <laughs> yeah. But I said, you know, it's so goddamn hot inside this car. Why don't we put one of those Macaducks or Nacaducks? Nacaducks. The Nacaduck. I said, put it. I put a Nacaduck in the passenger side window yeah. last time and then a hose that just brought some air in and put it on my face, you know. And then we went, and then we got back, and then I said to him this time, I said, it doesn't do shit. It just doesn't do shit. And then I went over and I looked at one of my Newman, I think it was a Newman Oldsmobile Trans Am car, and I saw the same Nacaduck like in the passenger side quarter window. Right, yeah. It has a little piece of bent aluminum. Just a little bit to get some of that air in Yeah, they took a piece of aluminum that's like four inches long by like two inches. They bent it. At like three quarters of an inch, so like an inch and a quarter just kind of flaps out. Yeah. They kind of rounded over the corners and they pop riveted to it. So when the air goes by the Nacaduck, it just kind of grabs it and yeah. kicks it in. So I said, uh, Sean, get me a, uh, take a little flap of aluminum, just bend it up at 45 degrees and just tack it on there. So I, the air kind of kicks into it and knocks in. And right. He said, okay. <laughs> I went by the shop today. He's fashioned this beautiful half dome out of aluminum. I mean, yeah. it is good. It looks yeah, like the hood fun, of a nice. DB5 Aston Martin, you know, and it's all made of aluminum, and he's working it, like, on the wheel and everything. And I'm like, Sean, that's a beautiful piece you're making. And he's like, yes, it is. I'm like, yeah, but all I need is the flap that kicks the air in. He's like... It's a nice car. And I'm yeah. like, okay. And we then don't I, do flaps here, buddy. They always go, how long did this take you? And he always goes, no time at all. And I go, it did. It had to take time. It had to take time. But it looks so good. And then he went, then he goes over and dry fits it and lets you yeah. look at it. And you go, and I, I have to be a douche where I go, that's beautiful looking. It's probably not going to work any better than that <laughs> flap I'm talking about. But I know, it's gonna it, look looked, good. it looks good. Someone at the track's going to admire it. And then I said... And he will be proud. I said, you know, on the Newman car, they just went with a flap. And he's like, those guys didn't know what they were doing. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like some of them did. <laughs> All right. Do you have yeah. you have something you want to present me? There's something yes, you're, you're gesturing do. at something. Yeah, we got a box here. I'm going to swing this over. All right. Update the screen for me, please, Max Zapata. You got it. Thank you. This is um, a letter to you from Charles. Charles got me a and birthday got gift. Charles a birthday gift. Uh, happy late birthday, Chief. I uh, tried to get this pulled together in time for your actual birthday, but it's just not in the cards. I contacted Cool Shirt and mentioned the Trans Am race. <laughs> it was uh, apparent uh, that it was never going to work out as they were blaming it on the Trans Am people. So I got the Cool Shirt, Cool Pass of the... Yeah. What I get the cool, cool move of the day. Cool move of the day, but I never walked home with this shirt. They said they're going to send it to us at a later date. 
Uh, at either rate, uh, it was a Mac Tilton gift certificate situation where they gave you a two hundred dollars shirt. Blah blah blah. Mac Tilton, I got the, I got, I got the Mac Tilton hard charger award. Right. I'm a highly decorated American. I got the hard charger the award. War hero. <laughs> that was in the. Uh, that was in the uh, BRE five ten over yeah. at uh, Fontana, and then I, but I never, I lost the gift certificate, so I never got that either. And anyway, this system is a lithium battery battery operated portable, so you yeah. can take it from the car to the shop, or even strap it on your back, walk around. Uh, all anyway, it's a cool. So sorry, Charles got me the what? What is this? He's got the cool shirt, but he got the whole attachment here. So you fill up this bladder, it, this bladder with, it's a, it's uh, about, with it's ice a, water. Probably it's about, stick one can of beer in there. It's about uh, a twelve inches high. The bladder is by like nine by nine by nine. It's sort of like the size of a right. I right. guess it it takes a battery. Here's a right. switch, and but I it takes a rechargeable battery, which right? is nice. Which will, so you don't have to hook it up to your car's electrical system. It's hit or miss on whether or not we'll have that charged. Right, <laughs> and track. it's got the cool vest. And it's got it's got the shirt and stuff, and I think there's like a helmet attachment. He got oh, as well. I'm gonna have to tell Sean. Tell Sean, knock off that vent. Yeah, get that stupid vent. He's got the Healy arc out now. Yeah. He's working on that thing. We should probably make sure the shirt fits you at some point, and then. And bring this stuff to uh, to Sean so he can charge the battery and see if there's going to be oh, a mount or something in the car. Thank you, Charles. This is, that this is, is great. awesome. Look at all this good stuff. Oh, my God. That is awesome. There's all and kinds of hoses. I there. am sweating through my fire suit every time I get out of that thing. So you should that's just wear awesome. this and walk from one shop to the other because it's like 100 degrees <laughs> outside. You can bring the battery <laughs> the battery ice pack with There's you. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of Mexicans putting in a driveway in, in on the street. Yeah, it's the are. most miserable day to do that. I should wear it. Oh, my God. By. They're dying out there. You know what I'm going to do? just stand there. Or just eat a popsicle wear your cool shirt like how you guys doing <laughs> you tell me now matt and i want you to be a good friend yeah after we get out of the car mm-hmm. and doing qualifying or racing or whatever and after i've had a few beers yeah the somewhere between the seventh and 22nd time you hear me explaining oh my buddy charles got me the cool shirt you know, but he didn't have to because I earned the cool pass of the <laughs> yeah. weekend when I was doing a professional. And that guy goes, yeah, you told me the story. You keep telling me the yeah. story that you'd already got one, but you didn't need one, but you'd earn one, but you never got it in the mail. Yeah. You need to tap me on the shoulder and go, stop telling that story. Stop telling that story. But, I got gotcha. you. But only if it's with the same dude and only if it's between the 7th and 22nd okay. time. Okay. Seven and twenty seconds. I know myself. I'm going to tell you because I'm probably going to be that dude. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> I, I could have had this shirt two years ago. Yeah, I earned it, buddy. That's right. So, uh, well, thank you, Charles. This is awesome. This looks like good stuff, too. By the way, this is weird because twenty five minutes ago I was standing in the shop talking to Sean about cooling myself off inside of this car. Yeah. Which I don't have that many conversations about cooling myself off inside of the car, and no. I was having that with Sean. So, but it pops in your head because you walk outside right now and it's a hundred degrees, and you're like, "Oh, hot!" And then you see the hot, car. But I told him to work on that <laughs> neck duck thing earlier. Anyway, um, the other thing was, 
Uh, we're just we're we're just going through the car. So anyway, everyone's getting sort of mentally and physically and whatever emotionally yeah. and and car prepped. We're all getting ready for for Monterey, and we hope that you guys who are listening will come by. And you do every year, but it's fun. You come by with your dad or your son or whatever, yeah. and you take a picture and you say hi. You're, you're not going to bother gonna us. be the best day. Come out. We'll be out the track all day Saturday, and uh, and then go see your show Saturday night. Yes. If so. you're going to go there for like the one day, Saturday is pretty much the time to do it. So right. Uh, that you know, is uh, that's a nice kit, and thank you very much, Charles. Um, I have a funny uh, email I sent to Nate. You know how. I'm trying to think who Max Pata, who's worse at interpreting emails, Nate or Mike August? <laughs> now, uh, now they both have very different styles. Yeah, they do. I uh, like Mike. You know, like uh, like Mike, you can go. Mike, are we leaving from Burbank or Portland? Uh, or no, uh, when we're going to Portland, so you can write him an email entitled "Portland Flight." And then you can write him a note that says, are we leaving from Burbank or LAX? And he'll just write back, not yet. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll have to write him another email. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll never give you an answer. Yeah. yeah. So Mike. That could he, be the he, day before exactly, the flight. That's exactly yeah, right. So that's Mike's version. Yeah. He battles back with an even more confusing <laughs> message. Yeah. And, and so little information, too. Yeah. yeah Nate, just a good old-fashioned misinterpretate misinterpreting things yeah and and nate's thing is like you will you will ask three questions and you'll get one answer and now you have to go around two and around three literally if you bullet point them and go i have three questions number one period sentence number two period you still get one answer i do like <laughs> though that it means generally they're both busy and distracted but um I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but <laughs> I've been looking for this goddamn footage of me driving a goddamn roadster yeah. at Laguna Seca. Ooh, where I won the Rolex Cup. I'm a highly decorated American. The Rolex Cup? Did you win the Tilton Hard Charger the same event? No. No. I just told you the Tilton Hard Charger was the BRE 510, oh, the 510 and yeah. that was at Fontana. Montana. Could have used place it. to bring that car. Could have used, used a cool, a cool suit there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, I've been looking for this footage for four months, and we've used it not well, but we've used it in going racing. I've seen the footage we've used of of it. So yeah. it's in our computer. I don't know where the disc is, but the computer. Right. It's on a down. It's on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah, and I keep saying, I want this footage. Where is it? And then months and months, I had no idea what it'd be like being the boss because I just like make <laughs> these proclamations, and then four months goes by, and then I go, I want this footage, and then they go, What footage? And then we have to get in this long conversation, and then I go, <laughs> 2011 Laguna Seca, and then they go, Our footage, and I go, No, Speed Vision, Speed Channel took. The footage, yeah, yeah. it's professionally shot. We have it. We used it on multiple occasions. Yeah. So we downloaded it. We burnt it onto a hard drive. Where is it? And we have a copy on uh, on a disc, on a DVD, because right. we, I, you and I watched it at your house at they, one point. I think, took the DVD and burnt it down. Okay. 
All right, so so now there's two. I copies. don't know where the DVD is. That could <laughs> the, be on me, right? But there's a DVD and a hard drive version. Nobody knows where anything <laughs> is, but I know there's a hard drive because I have it on a computer. So I wrote Nate. So every three months, I just renew. I just go, hey, where is that footage? Have somebody find it. So I wrote Nate. What what email? Uh, subject line. This is this morning, ten twenty seven a.m. Subject line: Still looking for that Monterey Roadster footage from the Speed Channel. And the message reads, we had the discs, we burned it onto a drive, we used some of the footage poorly for the Adam goes <laughs> racing in Goodwood for the Z car. I asked the guys weeks ago if we could find that lost footage, but no one has been able to find it. It's probably on a hard drive somewhere. Just wanted to follow up. Thanks. All right. <laughs> then I, I like went and talked to Nate and I said, <laughs> Nate, where is that goddamn footage? And he said... You were driving the Z car? And I said, no, no I'm driving a Roadster. I, I, it's at Laguna Seca. You have it in your shows. It, I can't, I, there is no roof. It, they pull in tight on me. Yeah. I don't know how many times to tell you this. And then he goes, you, you said in the email it was in the Z car. And I went, I, I told Matt to write the email, but I didn't tell him it was in the Z car. You said Z car in the email. I said, are you, you got to be kidding me. And he, well, in the email, you said you're driving the Z car. Mm-hmm. I said, Sounds suspicious. I said, I said, okay, we went to his office. Because that's the identifying mark. So I don't I think said, you would have said. I said, read the email. And he's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Looking for footage, Z car, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and I stopped and I went, I owe you an apology then. If I, if I said, if Matt misheard or Matt mis, miswrote, if that, if he said looking, if it says Z car, then sorry, Matt wrote something or I said something wrong to Matt. And then he went, yeah, the the heading is looking for roadster footage from whatever. I said, no, no. Yeah. What's the heading again? Looking for roadster footage. Okay. What's the bottom part? Going to Goodwood with the Z car because we've been to. Yeah. We've been to Goodwood twice. Once with the 935. And once with the Z car, when we did going racing from Goodwood with the Z car, we did use the roadster footage at the top saying, I drive in right. car. So the reason I made the delineation was we used it at the whatever. So not only in that episode, in, in the that Z episode, car episode, we used that footage. from Goodwood, which and, is what he should remember because he cut the episode. And Nate like, was like, you it. said Z car. And I was like. Well, otherwise, you'd have two Goodwoods to choose from. I was specific, but the, what is the title of the email, the subject again? Still looking for that Monterey Roadster footage from the Speed Channel. Okay. Okay, look. We don't was- have footage from the Speed Channel. It's only that footage. Like I, Chris, how many times have we gone into this? We've got, I know exactly what you're looking for because you've explained it to me to, and I uh, to look for it in, within the archives here as well. So... And you've you couldn't be more clear about what you want, especially Haven't since we this has been months here on Carcast like seven times over yeah. the years. This has right? been months of you explaining what it is. So it's it's weird that it resets every single time you bring it up. This is the majesty of almost everyone in my life. <laughs> the, the resetting, the back to zero of not even knowing. You want Z car footage? Like no, I've driven the Roadster once. Once and we use the footage. I don't know where the rest of it is. Yeah. Where is it?
if somebody read the email, read the email, and then saw Roadster at the top and Zcar mentioned in the body, they could say, could you please clarify Roadster or Zcar? If you've read the email. <laughs> this this sentence is very clear. Let me read it again. Yeah. We use some of the footage for the Adam goes racing in Goodwood for the Z car. Right. Yes. Not in the Z. It's because you're clarifying. No, no. Which- I, I see what you're saying. You're, you're describing the episode of Adam goes racing. The reason why you say that is because that's relevant to Nate. Nate cuts and his team cuts together. Adam going racing with Adam Carolla. So right, yeah. There's he, where we used we're used so it you in said, this episode. Yeah, if you would have said the auction episode with the Aston Martin or the you know or you know right. that's yeah. that's he's putting it in the context of the editors what they would recognize. So I see what you did there. Thank you. It couldn't have been any to no avail. <laughs> to no avail. We're in the Z car. Uh, okay, everybody. Um. Ah, good news is, is you got a cool little Anacaduck. <laughs> I do, and I got, a, I got my a cool, cool shirt. Thanks for listening to another episode of Going Racing. New episodes available every week on Podcast One and Apple Podcast. 